Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to... What did I say? Oh my gosh, what did I say? Hold on 83 Hey, how do I how do I normally do this? Hey guys, welcome to okay, that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just okay. Hey guys, welcome to episode 83 of In the Marbles. Stop, 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 stop. I was laughing a little bit. Start over, start over clean. Give it a give it a break. Hey everybody, welcome to Did I just do it again? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, okay, hold on. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 80. Okay, why do my why does that sound weird when I do it? That's okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> hey everyone, welcome to episode 82. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, we are i am out of uh ooh, okay well uh, it's took one week off hold on let me just give it a practice run hey everyone welcome to episode 83 of in the marbles okay why does that okay i got this here we go hey everyone welcome to episode 83 of in the marbles with soda and ethan i am ethan you can find me on all social media platforms at viva la ethan my name is soda you can find me on twitter or x at soda underscore hunter my goodness Ooh, <laughs> we took a week off and I forgot I forgot how to do the intro. My goodness. <laughs> well, it's it's pretty good though. It's the first week off we've taken in 82 episodes. Yeah. But we're gonna so make up good. for it. So oof. Eventually. Yeah. We'll make up for it eventually. Hey, it's content anyway. Yes. Uh you know, so whatever. All right, so man. How you been doing, man? Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> um oof. I'm just gonna say Everything is great. I'm just happy to be here. And you can take that for what it's worth. Uh, how are you? Uh, tired. Just got back from Disney World this past weekend. You you talk about like a marathon two or three days. Like wake up at 2 a.m. on Friday, get dressed, go to work for a few hours, and then I'm done by 7 ish 7 a.m something like that and then we take off from there and we drive well it was supposed to be eight hours wound up being 10 hours because of traffic to orlando go straight to the park have a party at, at disney world until midnight go to the hotel got, got there probably around 1 30 a.m and slept until about seven got up went to epcot and at two o'clock we park hopped over to hollywood studios for a few hours saw the nighttime show there and then magic kingdom didn't close until 11 so after that was over with at eight we got over there to magic kingdom by nine stayed till 11 
finally got back to the hotel around midnight, woke up the next morning at 6.30 or so again, had breakfast and took off another eight-hour drive back home Sunday night. I need a vacation from vacation, man. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm 29 years old. I have never once had a vacation ever. Well, they say when you go to Disney, it isn't really a, a vacation. You don't, you have to train for something like that. Like just, we, we stayed five days once, uh, like the first trip we did, we, we, we marked off how much we were walking between the four parks and we spent five days there. We walked 60 miles. Yeah. You got, you got to yeah. train yourself for something like that. So that's wild. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, had, had a blast. had a real good time. Just tired after the fact, but other than that, life goes on as normal. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad that you guys had a good time and looked like with all the pictures, it looked like you guys had a great time. So happy for you. I appreciate it. Um, who do you have? since we skipped over 83 last week. Yeah, we took a week off. Just the schedules didn't line up. There was a lot of um, a lot of things happening in our personal lives. It just kind of kept it from, from going. And, um, you know, first week off we've had in 82 weeks. And it was, it was a decent week to do it, considering that the season just finished up. You know, so if you're going to take a week off, take a week off when everything's wound down, right? Yeah, absolutely. Who, who do you have for 83 for this episode? Uh, I went with Brian Vickers. That's the uh, other Red Bull car, right? Yes. I decided to go older, of course. Um, right about the time I started watching NASCAR, late 80s, Lake Speed was driving the Kmart number 83. It was a purple and white car. And I think later he went to Purex as a sponsor. Still the same exact scheme, just Purex on the side instead of Kmart. But that's what I went with. Kmart number 83 from like 1988, mm -hmm. something like that. What's funny is I remember downloading that car. Specifically, I remember downloading that car because I thought it was so cool I found it. In the old uh, Aero mod, Aero 88 mod on NASCAR Racing 2003. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, they, they had so many good cars in that. Man, that was a fun, that's a fun game in general. I mean, I know iRacing kind of has their thing going now, but considering NASCAR Racing 2003, it was just a purchase of the game and everything else was free. Just outstanding. And I guess they still play it today, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't have a PC capable of running it, but not to its full potential anyway. Yeah. Did you ever end up playing NASCAR Racing 2003 at all? Well, okay, hold on. Well, which one was it? NASCAR Racing 2003 on the PC. Uh, Made by Papyrus. Uh, no. It was the last one. It's it's really, really similar to what iRacing is now. It was like the last one before EA Sports took over the, uh, the main franchise, like being the sole NASCAR, you know, license holder. Gotcha. And they said, okay, well, we're going to make the absolute best racing game in the history of racing games. And they did. Some might say it's still the best thing ever in NASCAR period. <clears throat> and um, EA Sports couldn't couldn't touch it. They absolutely could not touch it. They had they had some fun console games, but on PC, they tried. They they really did try. I, I think they released uh, NASCAR Sim Racer or something like that. I forget what they called it, but 
it couldn't touch NASCAR Race 2003 at all. To the point where copies of that game, which I bought in a bargain bin for 20 bucks one day at Best Buy, were selling for like 150 bucks. So I sold wow. mine eventually for like 120. Jeez. Wow. Used, like well used, but you know, it was still working fine. So it sold $120. Once yeah. I had a PC that couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> wow. That's wild. So we have a little bit of news. Well, actually, I have a, a question from uh, episode 82 for you. Mm -hmm. Well, I know okay. we you discovered that your Chase Elliott Talladega diecast was an elite. So my biggest question for you is, did you find the antenna for the Chase Elliott diecast? No. Did you not find it or did you not look for it? I didn't find it. You didn't? Really? I, I might not have the box anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not planning on selling it anyway. It's okay. But, I mean, I wasn't. That's something that, you know, we have as a souvenir for actually witnessing it in person with my children being in Victory Lane, right? Yeah. A little stick that comes off the top of the car isn't going to hinder that at all for me. I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it in the last episode. Okay. Well, so, it's not that big a deal. I'm not going to end up buy, uh, selling it anywhere, but I'll keep looking for that box, but I don't think I kept the box. <laughs> it's honestly, if you still have the box, it's really easy to overlook. And actually tomorrow I have a delivery coming for uh, one of the prizes for the 2024 fantasy cup. And it mm -hmm. just so happens to be an elite diecast. And I will send you a picture of what it, where it's located at. If you f ever find your box. Okay. Um, yeah, we we have like a pile of boxes right now that we're trying not to uh we're gonna have to burn eventually. Mm -hmm. I feel like that box was small enough. It just happened to be one that found its way to the actual garbage can. Dang it. Okay. I know. Hey, I know. Nobody I haven't um see a lot of them I just don't when it comes to die cast nowadays, especially, I just don't care to keep the boxes. Mm. You know, I did when I was a, when I was a kid collecting. I absolutely did. But then what do you have? You just have stacks and stacks of boxes. Right. You know, and I never sold any of them. I mean, I, I did eventually sell them, but it was like not it was at a point where a lot of things that I had wasn't worth anything anymore. Yeah. Like the, the whole market on the deal crashed. Mm -hmm. So everything went for pennies on a dollar compared to what they used to be. And like now you can see that nowadays, if you go to an antique mall or something and you see this, this die cast that at one point was a good 70, 80, $90 die cast, how much it was worth, you know, all the people would have it out there like at, at the vendors at Talladega or something like that for a lot of money. Now they're sitting there for 10 bucks. I saw it at Talladega. You know, I could get that silver Earnhardt car for less 20 bucks yeah. from 1995 and it wasn't that much longer after it came out that car was a good 100 120 dollars wow just it, the market crashed on it yeah you know and now everything's except for the brand new stuff and like mostly the legends of the brand new stuff like like when i um when I look through and I see like an old Davy Allison uh, number 23 car or 
I see an old Darrell Waltrip number 95 or um, a Donnie Allison, I think number 27. I see these old legends cars made by Lionel mm. and they cost 175 to $300. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the normal new stuff still costs, you know, 70 to 120 based on what it is. Anything older pennies on a dollar. Like I said, you know, just, I don't know the whole market crashed on it. So I got to where I don't even bother. I just got to where I don't, I don't care to keep the box, especially since for the most part, the ones I'm buying now actually mean something to me. Yeah. And I'm not just getting them. Like I did that with wrestling too, where at one point I was just buying a whole bunch of wrestling figures because, you know, Oh, I don't have this guy. I don't have this guy. I don't have this guy. Now at one point I recently sold a bunch of them during COVID. Mm. And now I just have the ones I really care about. And, and I know, only get the ones I really care about. And that really actually kind of makes sense. Like the house that I live in right now, I know I'm not going to live in this house forever. So like, I know there's going to be another move coming. So like I, I hold on to my boxes just for that reason. But like, yeah. I'm sure it's different if I, if I knew for 100% fact that I was going to live in this house for the rest of my life, mm. I would probably throw the boxes away too, to be honest. And, and it's, it's so funny. I used to be, um, well, I used to be one that never took, cause I've mostly collected 164 scale. I had a few 124 scale, but mostly 164 scale and any, I did have 124 scale. I got a, one of those clear, I don't even know where you can buy them nowadays, but a clear case mm -hmm. for the 124 scale die cast that were stackable. They used to be like 12 bucks, maybe less than that, maybe like $9. I don't know how much they are now. I don't even know where you can buy those really cheap cases like that. But I wound up just getting a bunch of those mm -hmm. and, you know, stacking them up that way. So they were out of the box. I kept the box in a closet, but I had those protected from dust and stuff. But all my 124 scales, I pretty much just kept. I mean, 164 scales, I pretty much just kept on the package and just tacked on my wall. You know, I never opened any of them. Nowadays, I'm like, whatever, open them up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even some of the older ones I have, if I find them in a store, I don't tend to keep them on the, on the package from like 1990, 91. If I find one really cool that I want to keep, you know, I want to, I want to get for nowadays two or $3 and bring it home. I'll open it up. Yeah. It's something I never did when I was a kid. Right. You know, like I wouldn't do that to something like a Hasbro, but I buy loose Hasbro's. If you find these cars loose, they tend to be played with really, really hard, you know, like all my cars were, and they're all scraped off and gray, and you can't even tell who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, that's most of my cars are like that when I was a kid. Yeah. And speaking of diecast cars, speaking of Lionel Racing, um, did you happen to see that Lionel Racing announced uh, NASCAR Authentics Wave 7? I saw Winter Circle Wave 4 but I did not see wave seven Oof. of authentics. Okay. So really fast. Let me just run through. Um, not current drivers. Like um, not a single one is current drivers. It's all, um, it's like a celebration of the 75th anniversary. Really? Uh, yeah. So what's, um, what's different about it is that there's no sponsorship on any of these race cars, but on every diecast that has the uh, NASCAR 75th anniversary logo on the hood so uh -huh. it's not accurate but it is what it so is it's uh, like we're not getting like a number six folders 
No. Or a 21 Sitco or something like that. No, it it's the classic paint scheme that you would think with these drivers, but it's no sponsors and it's just that one logo on the hood. Hmm. Okay. So uh <clears throat> we got Bobby Allison in a white and red 22. Now, question. I haven't seen these. Are these on current gen cars or are they their old original style car? No, they are. So it's funny because they're on the new car, but the numbers oh. are right under the window. So like it should be. Yeah. Okay. So, th- okay. I got you. So it's a, it, it'd be like if somebody went on NASCAR race in 2003 and customized all these uh, old drivers on the new car. Yes. Gotcha. All right, go on. And I'll send you this picture after we get done. Um, yeah, so I'm interested. Definitely interested. Bobby Allison in a white and red 22. Dale Earnhardt in that you know famous black number three. Oh, they didn't go with Wrangler. No. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gordon in the uh, red and blue, like the 2004 version with the flames oh. and such. Come on. They Jimmy, didn't go rainbow? Nope, they did not go rainbow. What the heck? Uh, Jimmy Johnson and what I believe was his 2011 paint scheme is uh, the blue and gray. Okay. 48. Uh, David Pearson in oh. the red and white Wood Brothers 21. Okay. Uh, Richard Petty in the 43, and it's just a solid Petty blue car. All right. So, like a 60s Petty before he got the STP sponsorship. Uh, I believe this was STP sponsorship. Well, if it's solid blue, it's not. Okay. Because STP come in and wanted to paint the whole car red. Oh. But Petty said, no. <laughs> so we're going to put some red on it for you. But we're not painting the whole car red. So that's where they put that Dayglow red mm-hmm. on the car. I think starting around 71, okay. I think, is when that started. Because even the Superbird was all Petty blue without the STP on it. And that was 70, I believe. So. Uh, next, we have Daryl Waltrip and what would be his Tide oh. sponsorship, um, cool. number 17. Kale Yarbrough in his orange and white 28 car. And then- neat. That's neat. You know, that's something we don't we don't have enough die cast of that car. Yeah. And then the liquid color is Richard Petty. Okay. Of course it is. It's always a 43 liquid color. Now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so switching over to the NASCAR Authentics Winter Circle 2023 Wave 4 mm-hmm. was just announced just a couple hours ago. Uh, it will feature Eric Jones 2022 Darlington win, uh, Joey Logano 2022 Phoenix win, Martin Truex Jr. 2023 LA Clash win, Zane Smith 2023 Daytona win. And that's the trucks, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, William Byron, 2023 Las Vegas win. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 2023 Daytona win. Uh, Austin Hill, 2023 Daytona win. And Kyle Busch, 2023 Auto Club win. I will let you guess. I am interested in two, but I'm really dead set on getting one of them uh, specifically. Which one am I getting? Stenhouse. Yep. Because I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I Something told me that if I just waited a little bit, maybe one day I would see, because it's a Daytona 500, mm-hmm. you know, 
something told me that if I just waited a little bit, I'd see that car show up in a store somewhere. Yeah. You know, or I'd find it at, you know, Talladega and the vendors for 12 bucks, you know, like without going through all the hassle, just pre-ordering it and getting it shipped and paying the shipping on that, on all that. And end up spending $20, $25 on a one sixty four scale car. Yeah. You know, so cool. What's the other one you think? Oh, um, that's, I'm going to say Eric Jones. It's Kyle Busch. Oh, Kyle Busch. Okay. Yeah. That's Lucas's very first win. Yeah. It They've was my, on... go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it was, it was my second fantasy cup win. Mm-hmm. So I have the 124 elite version in my collection. I need that one. If I get that Stenhouse, that'd be the last two Daytona 500 winners I have from that group too, from that, uh, that, that line of cars mm-hmm. because I got Cendric over here. Yeah. I am still desperately looking for that Ryan Blaney all-star out of this. I'm um, not out of this wave, but the wave three, I have not seen any of these yet though. I haven't been to target that much. I haven't really had a chance to go to target. I don't have to take one of my days off and head down to some of these targets. I have, I have a uh, two in Pensacola that I could visit. Um, maybe I'll do that this Thursday. No, this Thursday is Thanksgiving. I can't do that. My off days are Thursday. It happens to be yeah. like, oh, cool. You're off Thanksgiving. Th- yeah. Doesn't really feel like an off day. Yeah. Because I'll be working all morning, you know, trying to help get food prep for the, you know, the place we're going. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the week after that, we're actually having like a, a Friendsgiving kind of thing. It's going to be like a mix Thanksgiving, like post Thanksgiving, uh, pre-Christmas party kind of mix thing. Yeah. And uh, we're going to make a bunch of keto Thanksgiving dishes, things like that. I could get to test some recipes out. That'd be interesting. So I have a couple questions that's going to test your knowledge. And I'm going to try to just speed through these and in the silly season stuff so we can get to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Um, Longest tenured veterans full time in the NASCAR Cup Series entering 2024 now that Kevin Harvick is gone. Who is there's four drivers. Who has who's the 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 number one? So the who's the longest tenured full time Cup driver starting in twenty twenty four? He has to throw full time in there because Ryan Newman isn't full time, right? Because I think he'd be the oldest. He would be two thousand two. Two, so yeah. yeah. Hamlin would be one of them. Hamlin is second on the list mm-hmm. at two thousand six. Let's see. I almost need to look at a dang list. Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush is number one at 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Larson didn't come around for a while. Um, dead air, dead air. While I'm trying to think, <laughs> dead air, dead air. Um, think of someone who who uh, resigned in 2023. Oh yeah, of course, because he was still he was driving with Junior, so yeah. Truex, Truex, and mm-hmm. Truex and Hamlin started both in two thousand six. There's one more, and it's if you get it, I'll be very impressed because I would have never guessed it. I almost need to look at a dang list of driving, um, just so I can pick them out. No, I mean don't don't list all the drivers for me, but. Um, Goodness, goodness, goodness. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, oh, I guess so. 
I am not a fan. Hand. I'm not a fan of this guy. It's really Logano. It's Joey Logano. I, I was thinking Logano, but I was like, it, it doesn't feel right. It is that the weirdest thing. So Kyle Just because Bush, he was like 18 when he started. Like he was yeah. legit barely in it when he started. And this is weird because Kyle Bush, I I've been a Kyle Bush fan since 2004. And that, he was not even in Cup Series at that point, mm-hmm. which is wild that now he is the the highest tenure. Like he's the new Harvick, you know, like with age and and tenure and stuff. And that's Joey Logano is wild too. 2009, my goodness, dude, that's I don't know, that's crazy. Um, and my next the same question, me, as it was when I was a kid. Like yeah, when I was a kid, we had drivers racing to the fifties and 60s mm-hmm. we we don't have that anymore they turn 40 they're like oh i'm out yeah exactly it, it's so weird like daryl waltrip raced all the way in his 50s and bill elliott raced in his 50s mark martin did rusty did i mean rusty just i think he almost did if he didn't mm-hmm. harry gant did you know dave marcus did he raced in his 60s i mean morgan shepherd's raced in his 70s mm-hmm. and it, it isn't like they're all not competitive. Mark Martin almost won a championship in his 50s. Red Harry Far- Gant won four four in a row. Um, what's Red Farmer? He, I mean, mm-hmm. he's 91 years old, and he just competed in a UMP yeah. modified race just last night. <laughs> that dude is 91 years old. What are you doing? I, um, I love I love the, uh, the, 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 the way this sport is. I just watched a video of an asphalt uh, modified. I don't know if it's NASCAR or not. I think it was just a mod- local modified group where a 12-year-old got the pole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you have 91-year-old Red Farmer out there racing on dirt in the same type of car. Jeez Louise. Is it, and they could, they could theoretically be in the exact same race. Dude, racing is so magical. Like I love racing just because of that. Um, so I was initially going to make you um, try to guess all these drivers, but I'm not going to do that to you because I would never get this. Um, so I saw this picture on social media. and I, I might be able to, though. You explained the picture to me. I might be able to. Longest gap between first and last wins. There's eight drivers. Good luck. Longest gap between first and last wins. Mm-hmm. Well, Richard Petty's got to be one of them. Well, Richard Petty is the top. Do you yeah. know how many years, months, and days? Uh, no, no, and no. Um, okay. His last one was in 84 in July. In July. Uh, I don't know what day it was. Third, maybe? Okay. It might have been July. Actually, it was July 4th. Okay. It was exactly July 4th. It was uh, Daytona. His first... Uh, possibly 59... I don't know the dates, but I just all I know is how many years, months, and days. So if you guess the drivers, I will tell you the years, months, and days. How about that? Okay. Um. So you said Richard Petty. Yeah, Richard Petty's one of them. So let me tell you the years, months, and days. So for Richard Petty, he is the longest uh, at twenty-four years, four months, and six days. Let's say so. So sit. Uh, 60 or late 59 was his first win. Okay. Um, let's see. I can't think of an old driver that won. Maybe Ricky Rudd. Ricky Rudd is not on this list. I'll be dang. Okay. 
I don't want to say Morgan Shepard because I don't remember him winning until 93, but he might have won way before. Yeah, he's not on this list either. Yeah. I, I doubt it'd be anybody currently racing, would it? Um, I mean, technically, no. Yeah. So, Harvick. Harvick is third from bottom. That's sixth. And that was 21 years, five months, and three days. Which, Six is 21 years. Goodness. Um, Hold on. Harvick, 21 years, five months, three days. Oh, I know. Mark Martin. Mark Martin is not on this list. But I'll be, how in the world? This is kind of crazy. And I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and give you one. Uh, because it's literally the exact same stats as Kevin Harvick. So Kevin Harvick, like I said, 21 years, five months, three days. Jeff Gordon, 21 years, five months, three days. Wow. It's uh, so wild. Earnhardt won in 2000 and in 79. So that's 21 years also. Twenty, Yeah, Dale Earnhardt, 21 years, six months, 14 days. Okay. And Mark Martin's not on there. No, that'll be dang. I guess his first win was like 89 or 90 or something like that. And his last one was in the oh, 10s or 11s or maybe actually maybe earlier than that, maybe 08, 09. So I don't know. It's not. Um, Daryl was 92, but I feel like that wasn't that wasn't long enough to make that list. Daryl Waltrip is not on this list. Yeah, but he he won in the 70s, but then in 92. So that's. That's going to be more than 21 years or less than 21 years. Because 21 years is like my benchmark because that's like mid, lower, lower end of the spectrum. I would say think of some like sets of brothers. Sets of brothers. Yeah. Not, it can't be Bobby Allison. Bobby Allison is definitely on this list. He's third. Third. What was uh, his first win? 21 years, seven months, and two days. Well, his last win was the 88 Daytona 500, I believe. So, so goodness, he won in the 60s, like early 60s or mid 60s. Mm-hmm. You got half of them, I think. <laughs> well, uh, I guess that means Donnie Allison might be on there. No, no. So that's not the brothers I'm thinking of, nope. or you're thinking of. Um, Terry Labonte is probably a real good one. Terry Labonte is second on the list mm-hmm. at 22 years, 11 months, and 30 days. Yeah. So you only have two more, and it's the well, Kurt. last two. Yes, Kurt Busch. Uh, yeah. That's the last one. That's 20 years, one month, and 21 days. Yeah. So you have one he was, more. He was racing with Earnhardt, and he didn't win too, too long after that. Yeah. You have one more. Oh Lord, there's still another one. Uh, actually, I just actually mentioned this driver in the um the uh authentics line. Didn't I? Hang on. Now I'm saying yes, I did. It yep. could have been Kale. I could see Kale. It was definitely Kale. Yeah. I, um, I could I could see that. I see I couldn't see Pearson because Pearson didn't win a whole lot once he got out at 21. So Kale was 20 years, three months, and nine days. Yeah, he won the Hardy's car, but he also won way back when also. So yeah, I can see that. Cool. That's a cool list. I never never thought of it. I I just you just like you would think somebody like Harry Gant because he won in in his fifties at uh you know four in a row, but then again he didn't win. That was ninety four or ninety one actually. That was ninety one. 
he didn't actually win his first race until later. Like he got into cup late. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't actually win his first race until like the early eighties. So that was only like a 10 year stretch, you know? Yeah. So, and I was, I was surprised Ricky Rudd ain't on there, but yeah. Iron Man or no Iceman. No. Iron Man. Oh, okay. What's Terry Labonte? I thought Iceman. Terry- Iceman was Terry Labonte. He and that 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 nickname changed to Iron Man because he broke the record. Hmm. But then Ricky Rudd broke that record too. Later, so Ricky Rudd's the Iron Man. That's the record we're talking about is uh most uh, consecutive starts hmm. in a Cup Series. Cool. I don't know if anybody's broke it from Ricky Rudd. Yeah, I can't. I don't think anybody could. that Iron Man stretch actually was part of that deal where he um wrecked in the uh qualifying races at daytona mm-hmm. and tapes his eyelids open oh yeah yeah for the bruised eyes so he could mm-hmm. see the race <laughs> insane insane dude yeah um well how about we take a break and when we come back we'll keep going with some news and some questions yeah sounds good, sounds good. all right um, before we go, I want to to uh, check out SkinnyMixes.com. Right now, they have a Black Friday sale going on. All their fall stuff is on sale. Go check them out. They uh, they specialize in sugar-free, keto-style cocktail mixes and coffee mixes and water mixes. Uh, I use them every day. You know, every, co- every cup of coffee I drink has something in it. Every cocktail I make at home has something in it. We're constantly buying them and I can't recommend them enough, especially if you're looking to like reduce some of your sugar and live a little bit healthier lifestyle, but still enjoy the flavors that you like when it comes to this kind of stuff. So go check them out. Skinnymixes.com. If you use code marbles at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order. Skinnymixes.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the pulling up a chair podcast. Tim here host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Hey, we're live, pal. And we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi. I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Silly season is upon us. Are you ready for some silly season info? So, 
for for our 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 non one hundred percent full time NASCAR watchers. Silly season is when all the teams start mixing up everything. We're changing drivers. We're changing sponsors. We're changing manufacturers. We're changing teams. We're changing crew chiefs. Everything. Everything's getting mixed up. We're hiring former drivers as uh, consultants. <laughs> if you're legacy, you know, you're, we're just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So that's what silly season is. Who knows how it's all going to end up come February. Let's get into it. Jake. Garcia will be replacing Haley Deacon in Thor Sports number 13 truck full season next season. Do you know who Jake Garcia is? I don't. <laughs> Nikki, and, Nikki and Brie Bella's brother? Oh, oh yeah. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm totally kidding. That's not I, a real thing. It sounded right. I was just going to go with it. It says how much <laughs> I care about the Bellas. Sorry, yeah, whoever likes the Bellas, but like... Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. They got money. They can buy their way into this yeah. stuff. Anybody with money I'm can actually, buy their way into this. I'm, I'm fairly confident that's actually what their brother's name is, is Jake, but I that could be a true story that I just... I think up. it is Jake, but I don't think it's Garcia. Um, But you know what is for sure is Josh <laughs> Williams. You totally, you totally got me on that. <laughs> Josh, Josh Williams... Josh Williams will race for Colleague Racing and NASCAR Xfinity Series, driving the number two, uh, number eleven. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, that's really cool. Really cool. He's getting Absolutely. an opportunity like that because Colleague is a is a really really good force in Xfinity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Frankie Munez. I don't think this is um, completely uh, confirmed, but Frankie Munez is rumored to move from Arca up to uh, race in the Xfinity series with RSS racing. I have no idea what that is or who they are, what number they are. I have no idea about any of that. So what if Malcolm in the middle ends up being a cup driver one day, <laughs> man, I mean, good for him. He, we've yeah. had, yeah, we've had celebrities come into NASCAR before. I mean, remember back, oh, you don't remember. I don't remember either, but um, Marty Robbins, a country singer, he used to race NASCAR all the time. Mm. Yeah, he owned his own car. He'd he'd go to go on tour, sing his country music, come to the race on Sunday and race the 42 pink and pink and yellow Dodge Charger. If I had money, I'd I'd probably do the same, honestly. Yeah, I would too. I'd buy me an Arca ride for sure, at least. Yeah. Uh, the last piece of silly season news I have for this episode, uh, Spire Motorsports updates for 2024. It says Zane Smith will field the number 71 car in Cup Series alongside Corey LaJoy, who will remain in the seven, and Carson Hosovar will drive the 77. Nick Sanchez will race the number two Silverado full-time alongside Chase Purdy, which the number is to be announced later, and a third truck with part-time drivers. Can I just say, I love that 71 is a NASCAR game. That's, I, I don't know, the, the 70 numbers, those are really cool numbers to me. Yeah. They always look cool. Any number with a seven in it just about always looks cool. And mm -hmm. 71's a really neat number. So that's, that's cool to see that on the track. Yeah, I always thought 75 is a very mm -hmm. mean, very mean, aggressive race car number for some reason. No, I get Why? it. Yeah, the angles with the, the five and the seven. I, I, I totally get it. Like 
48 seems like a slow number to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly. 77, 75, 57, you know, uh, anything like that. That that what's, sounds like a really fast number. What's the what's the first thing that you think of when you see a race car uh, that has the, the number 75? I think of lightning. Lightning? Yeah, like in those movies where like it shows like uh, a haunted mansion up on the hilltop and it has that like clash of lightning. Like that's what I think of when I think of 75. Honestly, I mean, I keep it with racing, but I think like a really fast sprint car. Oh, you know, like I, 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 that's that's just what kind of thing I think of. I think of like an older vintage looking sprint car that had a really nice stylized 75 on it, like hand painted, mm-hmm. not like lettered with a stencil brush, you know, like somebody sitting out there on a ladder and lettering that car by hand, you know, not just slapping a sticker on the side of it. Kind of yeah. like the way my, uh, my grandfather's sprint car was, they went out there and they lettered that car by hand, <laughs> you know, and this was yeah. the early nineties and it was an old vintage sprint car. And it was number seven. The The first one they had, they actually took newspaper and taped out a seven and sprayed mm-hmm. gold paint in the middle of it. So on that red, that gold shined off of it when they, they took the paper off. But it was just a solid two lines straight down angled. You know, so it looked mean. The next one was like the real stylized uh, old old fashioned font, you know, like a Heinz 57 bottle, that kind of that, that kind mm. of seven where it's got that yeah. curvy look to it all the way down. And mm-hmm. uh, that was all hand stenciled, hand, not stenciled, but hand lettered and beautiful. You know, absolutely beautiful numbers on cars like that. So that's what I think of. I think of like an old fashioned sprint car. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, to, to each their own. That's, that's awesome. Um, you want to go into Drew's question? Did, did we only have one question? Yeah, I think he did. I think he only had one. I know Jody. Uh, I want to say I was talking to Jody. Jody said that he had like a whole slew of questions for us uh, for the off season. So, hey, my man, it's the off season. Throw them at us. Yep, go for it. One at a time. I don't care. Any anybody um, out there, even you know. I mean, you don't have to send an audio file. Honestly, I I don't really have a good way of playing it live to Ethan as we're doing this anyway. Um, I would, you would have to listen to it beforehand and just answer it after it was like, Oh yeah, we just listened to it, you know, fake it, you know, kayfabe, but you know, send us any questions, DMS, emails, whatever on any of the platforms that you see us on. We'll see it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We, we might not see it in like Spotify, uh, you know, messages. Cause I, I found that one in there just by happenstance that, that day. Oh, uh, <laughs> DM us any questions at all. It don't have to be NASCAR related. If, if it is NASCAR related, cool. Let's fill in some content. We got, uh, what, two and a half months? Don't remind me. Nine, not even that. No, yeah, about about that. About three months. Because it's, <laughs> was it 95, 94 days now? Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> it, I don't it'll know. be here before you know it. Since Christmas uh-huh. over with, we're, we're talking about Daytona. And what that new Ford Mustang is going to do. Mm. It ain't gonna be here soon enough. <laughs> well, you gotta let the drivers have a break. No, we don't. 
<laughs> I don't get a break. I get two days off. That's it. I get one. Yeah. I get I get one every week, guaranteed. And then every other week I get two. There you go. <laughs> let's let's make NASCAR your schedule. How about that? Perfect. Um, let's go ahead and go on the truth question. What do you uh I guess we both we don't both don't have memorized right off the top of our head, but he wants to know because he was sitting there thinking about the errors in WWE. Like you had the like a Bruno San Martino era. You had a Hulk Hogan era. You had a Stone Cold or The Rock era. Me personally, I picked Stone Cold over The Rock any day. The Stone Cold ushered in that era and The Rock came in after the era was already there. So I kind of give that era to Stone Cold. And then you have the Cena era. Now you have like the Roman Reigns era. You have like the guy for each each time frame. Um, he wants to know what would be the guy for each, you know, for like the different eras of NASCAR. Maybe not necessarily like a time frame, but who is the guy mm -hmm. in any given time in NASCAR? So this is actually perfect because... Like Drew's question aligned so perfectly with my, you know, I was kind of thinking like, okay, off season, what do I do? Like what topics can we talk about? Um, NASCAR posted this picture and it has, um, it's a picture of three or sorry, eight race cars, you know, obviously race car drivers. Um, and I sat there and I thought that would be a great conversation for an episode of like who out of these eight drivers who would you replace who would you replace them with type of thing and drew's question was spot on and it just aligned so well with the meat and potatoes of what i had planned for this episode anyways so do you know what picture i'm talking about i haven't seen it no okay um if you want to know what picture i'm talking about you can go over to the in the marbles um instagram i actually posted it there uh but it's a just a picture and it's you know the the style of cars that they drove at the time it has richard petty on top dale earnhardt jeff gordon matt kinseth jimmy johnson tony stewart kyle bush and ryan blaney who would you replace and who would you replace them with there's a few that don't belong yeah <laughs> um well, I'm looking at the different eras through NASCAR, right? And I'm trying to think if, if we're going to replace it with kind of like what would go in line with Drew's question. Like if that's kind of what we're going for here. I would have Lee Petty in there with Richard. So I would definitely take Matt Kenseth out. Um. I know he won the last one as a cup championship, but honestly, I don't, I don't get why he's got this. He's on this big pedestal to so many people. I mean, he's fine. He's really good, but he's not Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt level good to be put on that kind of a, you know, picture. Um, let's see. If I'm going by era, I would say there's a Lee Petty era followed right right behind, as soon as he got hurt, a Richard Petty era. Mm. And that lasted a long time. Even if David Pearson and Kelly Arbor wound up winning championships in between that era, Petty was a man all the way up until about 80. Then the Dale Earnhardt era started. 
even though Bill Elliott was the was the guy that won the million dollars and he was a fan favorite for 20 whatever years it was, 15 years, I have no idea what it was. Earnhardt dominated that era. Earnhardt was the man. He was the guy everybody looked at. Right after that, a little shorter era was Jeff Gordon. All right. So he completely dominated everything in the sport, like socially and everything. You know, it was always or Gordon Earnhardt, but Gordon had the wins that Earnhardt didn't at the time. Followed by the Jimmy Johnson era to me. And right now, I kind of, it's kind of hard to say what kind of era we're in now. I almost want to say Larson, but I think I would go Kyle Bush over Larson. Mm, okay. I think that right now we're living in the Kyle Bush era. <clears throat> and maybe eventually when, whenever Kyle Bush does decide to wind down, it will become the Larson area era, but who knows? Maybe by then it's the Chastain era. He's made a pretty good mark on it right now. Who knows what he's going to keep doing. And as far as who I'm taking out, I don't like Ryan Blaney in there. And I don't like Matt Kenseth in there. I would replace those with Lee Petty. Um, if I'm going by that certain graphic there, and I have to have eight of them because I think I named six, mm-hmm. I would put David Pearson in there. And uh, honestly, you might not. Maybe Kelly Yarbrough. Or, it's a toss-up between Kelly Yarbrough and Denny Hamlin. Mm. Even though Hamlin's not a champion, you can't deny the fact that he's, you know, he's he's probably got, he's the better version of Mark Martin as far as on track goes. Yeah. As far as how many times he's come up short, but how many wins he's actually got and how consistent he is, he's like one step beyond what Mark Martin was. So I would put, it would be, it would be a toss-up between Hamlin or Yarbrough. Probably Yarbrough just for the historical significance of it, of it all because he was the first to win three in a row. Yeah. He's the only one to win three in a row. And so Jimmy Johnson won five, mm-hmm. even Earnhardt Petty never won three in a row. So I guess that would be mine. If you followed all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. What about you? Any, any changes you would you make to that eight? This, this was actually very simple. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Tony Stewart, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott. Let's see, I wouldn't have put I, I didn't even put Kevin Harvick in there. Um, Kevin Harvick was more of a entertainment value for me mm. because he was, I mean, when he first started, he was always him and Greg Biffle, him and um let's see, it's like <laughs> it's hard because I I didn't put Daryl Waltrip or Bobby Allison in there mm-hmm. because Bobby Allison was the petty era. And Daryl Walter was the Earnhardt era, right? I know they both won championships during those eras, mm. but one guy was the focus. And that was Petty and Earnhardt. Those two were the focus. Like I know Rusty Wallace dominated in the mid nineties, 10 mm. wins, eight wins, and then 10 wins again in 96. I know this. And he won a championship in 89 beating Earnhardt. I understand but Earnhardt was still the man through that whole time. Right. You know, he was still the guy everybody looked at. So as much as I want to pick, you know, Rusty Wallace and Bobby Allison and maybe Daryl Waltrip, 
I know who the guys are during that time. You know, as much as I want to pick Tony Stewart, I know Jimmy Johnson was the guy during that time. Yeah. You know, it's just, just how it was. And I feel the same way with Kyle Bush. Everybody is looking at Kyle Bush right now. Like, mm-hmm. even though he might not be as successful uh, on track currently as he used to be, whenever he does something, it gets a lot of attention. And he's been pretty quiet this year. He quietly won three races, if you can do that. He quietly won three races. But when he does win the race, he gets the attention and it's big news. He's just not driving over his head or, you know, doing anything to cause any harm to anybody else or doing something like a child, you know, like where he took out Hornaday in the trucks that day. He's not doing stupid stuff like that anymore. you got a veteran Kyle Busch out there right now. So when he makes headlines, he makes headlines for good reasons. You know, so that's, I kind of feel like this is still his era, but it's at the end of it. But I feel like it's still his era, and we're probably going to transition into the Larson era. I, I, I'm kind of hesitant to say Chase Elliott because, yeah, he's winning fan votes, but so did his dad. And his dad only won one championship too. So, you know, that's just my my personal opinions on it. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> um, was there any other questions? I think that's all I had. If there was, let us know. We can get to it on episode, yeah. next episode. What, 84? Or 84. 80, 84, 64. 84 would be the next episode. Oh, it's we 64. Are, our, our next episode is 84. No, it's not. No way. Yeah. We no. said it was 83 today. Hold up. Oh, my gosh. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, where did I go for a second? My gosh. Oh, oh gosh, it is 84. My goodness. Getting off NASCAR for a little bit. Um, you know, just talk about random stuff here for a little bit if you want to close the show. My Bill Venus book came in. Oh, mine's gonna be here tomorrow. I'm really excited. It came in today through uh Amazon, and I even saw a little shout out at the back with our names in it. No, yeah, so that name, yeah. What do you mean? Read it. Uh, I don't have it on me. It's in the other room under the Christmas tree. If you didn't see. Uh, I did see it. Yeah. Um, here. Uh, I'll improvise. And you'll get it. Ready? No, it, uh, it, it was just it was um, it was it was a, a patron shout out. And anybody that supported him in the past, he had like a big like uh, like a two page uh, epilogue not epilogue. But, you know, like a special thanks to everybody who supported. He listed all of us. All of our, all of his friends, all of our friends. Oh wow! And uh, that was real. I was not expecting that. And I read that, and I was like, "Wow, he actually mentioned me in this book. That is insane." And you were in there, and uh, Brian was in there, of course, and uh, Jeff and Scott, uh, Chair Shot, er- everybody was in there. Wow, that's yep. awesome. That's neato, man. <laughs> neato. Um, I, I haven't started reading it yet because it just came in today. Just just skimming through it and seeing like little keywords and little key sentences as I skim through it, I can tell this is going to be a fun read. If I ever learn how to read, I'm totally reading this book. The back of it is hilarious because there's quotes from people that Bill Venus knows. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, Bane. He says, it's all lies. 
<laughs> no. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be hilarious. What a hater Bane is. <laughs> Bane's, you know what? Bane is always, just always belittling Bill Venus. Like, golly, dude. Just Bane. Take a chill pill, bro. Like, my goodness. So, guys, um, if you haven't picked up that book, it's on Amazon. It's, uh, don't quote me on the full title, but if you type in shoot, yeah, it's going to, the whole title is going to pop up in your search engine, search engine, because there's not that many shoot. Yeah. Titled anything on Amazon. So the whole thing is, it's like a, a stories or, or of a legend, legendary wrestling wrestlers. I don't, I forget exactly what the full link title is, but shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's under $10 guys. Yeah. Digitally or paperback. I got the physical paperback book. I did too. It's uh, yeah, because I want something physical I can have in my hand. I don't like reading things off of off my phone or a Kindle or whatever. Um, go check it out. Go get it. Support that dude. That this is it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be such a fun read. Um, I'm going to read the whole thing with Bill Beans's voice in my head. I'm sure. Uh, Tyler's got quotes on the back of it. <laughs> oh, I love that. He'll use my poem. <laughs> <laughs> that I love Tyler. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to start reading it. Um, but he also does our intro music. If you didn't know, big underscore Bane. So go support that dude in anything he does because it's, it's so much fun. I hope they come out with a Christmas episode, uh, with, uh, no holes barred. I don't, I haven't heard anything at all. I just, something I kind of hope they do. Um, a Thanksgiving episode will be hilarious can imagine them all sitting around coming up with, you know, dishes to have Thanksgiving with and stuff like that. Yeah. So I heard this on three brews. What is your, what's your top three go to Thanksgiving dishes? Okay. Um, so I have never heard of stuffing. I think we were talking about this last. Yeah. Time. It's dressing to me. Yeah. Um, so stuffing, you cook it inside the Turkey. We don't cook anything inside the Turkey. Oh, and I, I have something for them also after you get done. But go ahead. Um. So, what was the question? I'm sorry. What What are your three go to Thanksgiving dishes? Since Thanksgiving is this week, Happy Thanksgiving, to everybody! This will be out before Thanksgiving, so you will definitely be able to listen to this before Thanksgiving. So, your three best Thanksgiving dishes. Mm, okay. Um, I like mashed potatoes, and I like corn. And I like turkey. Any particular type of turkey? <laughs> like anyway. Um, actually, I'm not a big fan of turkey. Uh, it makes me really tired. For some reason, when I was uh, it's younger, a chemical. It's a chemical in it, yeah. Okay, well, talking about chemicals, let me tell you something. Something about uh, have you ever heard of angel food cake? Yeah. Okay. Cake. <laughs> I I'm not kidding you when I say I never liked because did you ever put the strawberry stuff on? Yeah, it? it's strawberry strawberry drizzle with strawberries and um, whipped cream. Yeah. Okay, so that's exactly how my mom used to make it too. Every single freaking time I ate angel food cake, even today, I will I'll be asleep like heavy sleeping in like thirty minutes there's like pictures and the whole thing. Um, so I stay away from that. I definitely, I try to stay away from Turkey. I know we always had Turkey and 
I'm sorry, or ham. So like my mom was doing, you know, she would start Thanksgiving dinner like four days in in advance. So we would have turkey or we'd have ham. You, so I you have to choose. No, no, no. You can have all. I mean, you we can have, have both. both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm more of a ham guy. Um, I'm trying to think of anything special that we would make for Thanksgiving that we wouldn't make throughout the year. And we didn't really have much. But I, when I was younger, I thought pumpkin pie was just like eating the dead skin off the bottom of your foot. Uh, but now I love it's, pumpkin it's pie. It's the best thing ever just about it, isn't it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's so wild yep. because I hated it, but now I, I absolutely love it. I'm that um, way with, with pecan pie. I used to, I couldn't stand pecan pie. I didn't even really like sweet potato pie. I felt like it was an imitation to pumpkin. Yeah. Because they both kind of taste similar. Yeah. But now pecan pie is, um, you know, I, I can I can dig that. But pumpkin is yeah. my favorite. Mm, so, yeah, to answer your question, I would probably say ham. I would love chicken, actually. I eat chicken every day. Um, so I'd love just a big old chicken. But ham... I don't like green beans. They they remind me of uh, grasshoppers, so I try to stay away from that. Um, I'm gonna say ham, pumpkin pie, and I don't know. I'm gonna have to say mashed potatoes and gravy. But of mm. course, in true Ethan fashion, I smother, I dump cottage cheese on top of my <laughs> mashed potatoes oh. gravy, <laughs> and uh, just we can't we we can't talk about that at work. I and, swear you're Canadian. You're no. Canadian by heart. No, I, I would love to because they have free healthcare, and I, I feel oh, like it's, I feel like it's very unfair for me to have to pay money to breathe air because I have asthma. <laughs> it ain't easy being wheezy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Lord. Oh, anyway, that's that's what they the uh, that's a Canada specialty is poutine. That um, those cheese curds on top of gravy fries and things like that. Um, hmm. That sounds like something. It sounds like yeah. right up your alley. Uh, okay. Um, what? Um, what was the word you said again? Poutine. P o u t i n e. Poutine. Can you can you use it in a sentence, please? Uh, it's. Poutine is fries smothered in gravy and topped with cheese curds. Language of origin. Uh, Canada. I have no idea. <laughs> so it's French. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't make it up. <laughs> they, they sell it all over Epcot at Disney World. No, I'm just saying um, here in Kansas, we don't have any Disney worlds or Disneylands or anything like that. We have a Walmart. Well, we um, don't have anything like that down here either. But as far as that dish goes, the only that, way I've, really, I've even had it is because of Epcot. I know what you think it sounded like, yeah. but I—it's I, not what I said. Okay, <laughs> I left the I end out of that. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say that sounds oddly familiar to a, another word that has a completely different meaning, but um, okay. I just never heard that word before, like that said, like that. So it's it's a thing. I promise. <laughs> how was it say it one more time poutine poutine yes hmm i don't trust it <laughs> i don't trust it now i'm all about i'm all about some gravy fries now you pour brown gravy over some 
some good thick crinkle cut fries. Hmm. I'm all about that. But you start throwing those cheat curds in there. I'm like, you know, it was a, it was good. I think you try too hard. <laughs> As I've had it before, I'm like, yeah, this could do. This is good without the cheese. It didn't need those big hunks of of white cheese in there. You just take those out. Just eat the gravy fries. <laughs> Are you a brown gravy or a, a white gravy guy? Both, but on fries brown. Oh, see, I don't eat anything with white gravy. I don't trust white, it. White gravy is good with uh, hamburger steak, uh, chicken fried chicken, chicken fried steak, and mm. um, not not hamburger steak. Brown gravy is hamburger steak, but um. Chicken fried steak and chicken fried chicken. That is white gravy. Also sausage biscuits. Hmm. Okay. That's so biscuits and gravy are the only thing that I would eat with white gravy. But I feel like if you put white gravy on your mashed potatoes, it automatically makes the potatoes a lot more lumpier. Yeah. White gravy is a lumpy type of gravy anyway. Yeah. I can see that. But I kind of like, I don't like a real smooth, creamy mashed potato. I like a I like a lumpy potato. Oh, what are you talking yeah, about? I like lumpy mashed potatoes because they taste real. That's like if you if they're cooked thoroughly, you know, you're not crunching like mashed potatoes. That's gross. But if they're cooked thoroughly and you leave a little bit of a lump in there, it's just like I mean, it's just like having you know home style potatoes. There's as long as the seasoning's right, you know, it, it makes it taste real. Like you know it didn't come from you know a bunch of flakes out of a box. You know? you're, a, you're a sicko. Now let me. Okay, I want to talk talk to Rebrews here. Yeah, go. We. Hey, they. they hey, hold on. Yeah, before go, you do that, go ahead. Before you do that, use your teeth. Like I want you to talk to them. You know what I mean? Like I want you to grit your teeth when you're talking. I'm not mad. Oh. <laughs> can you do it? In, oh, can you do it anyways? No, I don't want to do a Sid oh. Justice Royal Rumble 1992 promo. I'm you fine. You just tell them what's on your mind. You were looking at the next WWF World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> like, no, I'm fine. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, my teeth don't even fit together like that. I got an overbite. That's that's stressful to do that. Um, <laughs> I don't know how he did it. Uh, all right, they don't like turkey. Like one of them likes turkey. Forgive me. I don't know who says what. <laughs> one of them likes turkey. The rest of them are like. No, that's not even making the top three. Like, yeah. okay, cool. You're doing turkey wrong. All right. Yeah, sure. You can put the whole thing in the oven for six, seven hours, however long it is, and bake it. Cool. You can inject it with whatever uh, buttery injection thing you have to make it a little juicier. That's fine. It's still going to be dry. Um, you can take the whole thing and drop it in a deep fryer. Cool. It tastes better, but it's still dry. Mm-hmm. This is what you do with turkey get you a raw turkey. Cut strips of it out, like chicken chicken tenders. Cut chicken tender size strips out. Double batter that junk. That the egg egg and uh, milk mixture or buttermilk better. Egg and buttermilk mixture, flour. Then back and forth twice. Deep deep fry, but you know fry it like you would chicken tenders. Mm. The best turkey you've ever had in your life. I promise you. Hmm. fried turkey strips the absolute best turkey it's like drugs you will become addicted to it as long as your batter like your 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 seasoning's good in your flour and your batter you know but i promise you that is absolutely the best way to eat turkey uh my wife's family does that they 
if you don't get any of that the first go around, there's nothing left for seconds. Because everybody cleans that those two or three plates worth of fried turkey out before anything else on that whole table. And we have a lot of stuff on that table. Like, like my th- my top three would be that fried turkey. That's number one. The cream style corn we have because it is fresh right out of the fields. We shuck it and silk it here in our houses. And then when we're done, you, you take the blade and you scrape all the corn off of it and throw the uh, cobs away. Freeze the corn when it's time for Thanksgiving. You thaw it all out. Just heat it on the stove with some butter and salt. And it's sweet. It's southern. Just straight up southern corn. And the other one to me is pumpkin pie. Just mm. that's, that's me. But, but we do the sweet potato casserole. That's more like a dessert than anything else. You get, I don't know what they're crazy. You got to have marshmallows on top of it. You got to the, the on, sweet crust with the marshmallows on top. Can't beat that. Um, um, what, what's up? What do you, what do you put marshmallows on? Sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato casserole. Yes. Well, I wonder what people in Ohio have for Thanksgiving. Stuffing, apparently. <laughs> from what I understand, it comes from a box too. Um, <laughs> that that's, I don't know. I, if, mm. You know, if I brought stovetop to my family's uh, Thanksgiving, I wouldn't be allowed in the building. Stovetop, <laughs> yeah, What's stuffing. Stovetop, the box, oh. the red box of stuffing. Oh, you know, you know what we have for Thanksgiving here mm-hmm. in Kansas? Long John Silver's. Or KFC. KFC makes more sense. Yeah. You know, at Popeye's, you can buy a turkey, a Cajun oh, turkey. Really? Look into that. I Mix it up. Mix it up this week. If, uh, you know, if I had a Popeye's. Oh, you don't have a Popeye's. Oh, oh, man, no. We have, a, we have an A&W. <laughs> and that's... Poor dude. You don't have yeah. a Popeye's anywhere. That's the best best restaurant ever. So we have an, we have an <laughs> A&W... A McDonald's, Sonic, Subway, and then every other restaurant. Every restaurant we have other than that is a Mexican restaurant. So I think we have seven Mexican restaurants. And wow. then, yeah, I mean, and this is a town of population of 5,400 people. Yeah. So we only have two. But we have two catfish houses. So catfish yeah. houses? Yeah. Like Long John Silver's only. Uh, like locally run, not fast food, and fries, catfish. I don't do seafood. Why do you go to Long John Silver's for the chicken and the <laughs> hush puppies, baby? What are you talking about? Those French fries, yummy, yummy, yummy. Got the love in my tummy, and it feels like loving you. And then, I mean, come on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, we got catfish houses that fry up uh, full fillets of catfish and shrimp and all that kind of stuff too. But does that have bones in it? Uh, you can get full fish if you want, but fillets don't have bones in it, no. And they're as big as uh, about your hand. Oh, about as long as your hand is, yeah. Oh, oh, they're okay. good. They're real good. And the hush puppies are like, um, uh, they have like corn and and stuff inside of them to make them real sweet and unique. Um, hey, we're from South Alabama. We know how to fry some fish. Oh, 
You, yeah, well, this is a different world down here. Well, uh, we're from Kansas, and we know how to grow some corn. You betcha. We know how to do that, too. We have corn fields all around my house every do you year. Watch tic- do you watch TikToks? Uh, I Mostly Facebook Reels that are TikToks, but yeah. Do you remember the... Uh, <laughs> Don't, don't talk about that little kid. Yeah. No. Lord. <laughs> I don't know how it went, but there was a lot of Every time it comes on, I skip it. Oh, I love that little boy, man. That was awesome. Corn. <laughs> Jeez. But awesome. yeah, I can't wait. This week, good Southern Alabama Thanksgiving meal. Gonna have the ham with the pineapple rings, you know, all over it. Gonna have the uh, regular turkey, probably smoked because uh, her family has a smoker, so it's probably gonna be smoked turkey, okay. which is excellent. It's gonna be, yeah. you know, turkey's dry in general, but it's gonna have a really good flavor. You're gonna have the fried turkey's gonna be gone in two minutes. You're gonna have the cream corn, homemade, right from the field cream corn, Bruh. not from any cans or anything. I love me some cream corn. You're gonna have the mac and cheese that's on a huge tin pan. Yeah, that's gonna have this this cheesy crust baked on top of it the dressing in the same size huge pan that doesn't go inside the turkey it's its own thing cornbread dressing gross no not <laughs> gross at all and then there's a thing they do they do called giblet gravy a what yeah it, it it isn't gross like it sounds it sounds nasty like giblet gravy what's that it's mostly just it's like a more of a, a white clear gravy with some uh bits of like uh, egg and things like that. Oh, and golly. You pour that over the dressing and the turkey. Excellent. Excellent. And then you have, <laughs> uh, what else do you have? You have the, you have the uh, green, green bean casserole, but I don't usually touch that. Honestly, I don't, yeah. I'm not a fan. Smart. Sweet potato casserole. Definitely. Uh, you got your peas, uh, home, homegrown and shelled and all that kind of stuff. Um, Usually we boil okra with it. So you have, you know, okra boiled inside there with the peas. Lima beans usually also. Cornbread. Uh, usually it's a cheddar broccoli cornbread that we usually make and bring. How many people are eating all this food? Probably about 25. Oh, God. And there's usually plenty of leftovers. Oh, this, when, when When my wife's family cooks Thanksgiving, they cook. Thanksgiving. So, so you guys like actually get together as like a family? Yeah, that half does. Oh wow. Yeah, usually, usually because that meal is so big and there's so many of them, then we don't usually go to other people's Thanksgivings, just because it, every, everybody happens at the same time. Mm. You know, if you have two or three different parts of your family that has different things going on, you got to choose one. So we choose the one that's close to us and has the most people that we see on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Just how it ends up being. And the best food, just straight up the best food, period. You know what the best part about all that food that you just mentioned? Hmm. It would all taste so good with cottage cheese smothered on top. You won't see a drop of cottage cheese on my, my family's place. Hmm. There would be no cottage cheese on the place. <laughs> oh, don't forget deviled eggs. Mm. You know, all that we, we usually make the deviled eggs that we bring. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I'm obviously I'm not gonna I'm trying my best not to overindulge on some of that stuff, but you're gonna, you know, Thanksgiving, you're gonna at least take a little bit of everything. 
Yeah. You know. Hey, can I play you this? I just posted this on Facebook right before we started recording, and this is so funny. Can I play you something? Uh, sure. It okay. better come through on the microphone. Oh, yeah, I hope it does. So this, um, <laughs> I put the caption, this is me trying to talk on the podcast. Listen to this. Very, very heavy, uh, heavy rotation tonight. We had a very Darrison fight. Let's go hit Terrace Tazen for the bit to have the pet. <laughs> yeah, I remember that when that happened. They everybody was like scared to death that she had a stroke or something. It was some weird, weird like little misfire in her brain for just that second. That was so weird. Yeah, that's you trying to start the show for sure. <laughs> you were right over there. Ooh, I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I know exactly what she's going through. <laughs> like every day of my life, man. Way, way to be fully invested in the podcast you're you're putting on right here. Just scrolling through Facebook. <laughs> oh wow, that was uh, whew. Whew. <laughs> that was fantastic. All right, I think we're gonna get out of here. Um, before we do, we do have to bring it down a little bit though. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. We we lost a legend this week in NASCAR. If you've heard the call. It's his, he's got so many good calls and so many good uh, little sayings that he's done through the years with the race, uh, with racing in general. Like one of my, one of uh, the ones that really stick out in my mind that he always says is that it's um, a group of ordinary men doing extraordinary things. Oh yeah. 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 And if you've heard the call from the 1979 Daytona 500, of the whole last lap with Kelly Yarbrough and Donnie Allison wrecking Richard Petty winning. And then the fight, it's that famous line. You hear it a million times and there's a fight. It's Ken Squire. He called a bunch of the biggest races. I remember when I was a kid, um, he was on the call for the 1993 Daytona 500, which is probably my favorite Daytona 500. He let Ned Jarrett, call it to the line because Dale won the race, but he was on call to that. He interviewed Dale Earnhardt in victory lane in 1998, you know, and he, uh, he had a little send off with Dale too in 2001. Yeah. Just, he's been around for so long and he, he was a really, he was a backbone to broadcasting when it, uh, when it came to NASCAR. So, Pretty big loss. It doesn't sound like it was really unexpected. Um, I know he was kind of winding down by the time you really started paying attention. Yeah. Do you have any any uh, particular memories about uh, Ken Squire? I do not. I know yeah. the the and we have a fight. You know mm -hmm. that was that was all I got. You know, yeah. so it wasn't as uh it wasn't as shocking as like the Bray Wyatt news you oh know? yeah you know and I, to be completely honest and this is going to sound morbid um i thought he passed away a long time ago i knew he hadn't but i didn't know that he was in like in stage mm -hmm. you know what i mean the one of the most amazing things about this sport is oh, jesus what no the video started playing again on accident <laughs> Um, one of the most amazing things about uh, NASCAR as a sport is that whenever you're done, you're not just kind of pushed aside. You're kind of uh, a mentor to the whole sport. Mm 
You're celebrated all the time. People are always paying tribute to you. You know, you're, you're never forgotten for the most part. You're never forgotten in a sport. Broadcasters, car owners, um, drivers themselves, they just don't ever seem to be forgotten. And they stay around a long time. You know, we have some of the founding people in the sport still alive right now. You know, and that's 75 years later. We have some of some of the drivers that raced on the beach. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's at least one driver that raced on the beach still alive today. You know, just it's an amazing thing to think that the sport is and uh, is blessed in that kind of way where we can have that much history still be around today and and talk with everybody. You know, somebody that was in the very first Daytona 500. Well, he owns a car in the mm-hmm. cup series right now. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, not, not that many sports can say that, you know, so that's really cool that NASCAR is like that. Racing in general is like that big loss this week. Um, God bless Ken Squire. That was, it was an amazing person, amazing broadcaster and did a lot through the sport to really uh, put us on the map as far as NASCAR goes. So, really cool deal. Um, I think that's going to wind up the show. What do you think? Yeah. See, look, we were going to go short, and we went an hour and 15 minutes or so. Look at us. Yeah. We ain't going to have nothing to talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go through the podcast drafting partners real quick. Fully posed with Wrestling Figure Podcast. Go check those guys out. Also, Drunk Wrestling History Side Project with Scott. I don't say Side Project anymore. That's straight up its own thing now. Yes, it is. Um, I think they're putting out a show right now, or it's out already, or it's coming up, that uh, features Bray Wyatt. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, doing the favor, they kind of haven't been on the Three Brews lately. I hope that comes back. But you can always go check out Doing the Favors um, back catalog, too. So, you know, go check out some of their shows and follow them on Twitter. Uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. A lot of new shows coming out with those guys. Um, Jason Wolf and Howling, uh, podcast Howling with the Wolf. And also his uh, Chop Shop. And he's a great artist. Go check out any of his stuff on Twitter. All of that. Uh, Magic and the Mouse is also now Anyone Can Cook. It's a Disney World podcast. And they're on YouTube as well. Where they they talk about Disney. They uh, I think they announced today that they're going to the... Um, the arts festival festival of the arts next year at Epcot, which is really, really cool. We got to do that this year um, for a little bit. That's a fun time. Uh, Really unique things going on at that uh, festival up there. Really interesting food too. And uh, happy for them. They're going to get to check that out next year. And uh, so go check them out on YouTube and also their podcast. Who do you got, Ethan? Yeah. um, As always, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I need to stop doing that. Because I said, as always, and then I'll go straight into the peace, love, and <laughs> I need to change it up. Well, so, you said meat and potatoes twice on this episode, so and we weren't even talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, as always, go check out our friends, Breaker Bane's Power Hour. Hopefully, that'll be coming back soon. Saturday morning, Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TV Toy Cats with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon filling in for our friend, Travis Fowler. Go listen to the archives. You know it's fake, right? Where Soda and I both were special guests. I know it's on sabbatical. We just talked about him. But go listen to No Holds Bar with Bill Benis and go check out his 
new book, Shoot Ya! Tales from Pro Wrestling Veteran, Billy B. Um, also, Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Uh, absolutely just got creamed on uh, fantasy football this week. <laughs> Not excited about that. Um, you, and you know what? You know, I am so prepared next time on the, their fantasy football because I only drafted one quarterback. And he got hurt. <laughs> He's out for the rest of the season, and I am not okay. So, I was five and five. Now I'm five and six, and I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm sitting on three quarterbacks too. <laughs> I'm not okay with it. Um, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. Um, absolutely love that uh, that show. Um, I want to say, I, and I haven't listened to it, but I think this week's episode is about Cartoon Network. Yeah, their top five is going to be best uh, favorite Cartoon Network shows. Cannot wait to listen to that. I will actually listen to Aqua that. Teen Hunger Force. That would be probably mine. That and Rick and Morty. Hmm. I am not a Cartoon Network guy. Um, I would say Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff mm-hmm. Girls. Um, gosh, I don't know. But I will. Uh, I I cannot wait to listen to that episode and maybe get a little nostalgic for it. Um, just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard pulling up a chair with our friend Tim out of Chair Shots commercial as well. Go check that out. Uh, and also the commercial you heard was for Three Brews podcast with AJ Ty and Ryan. Literally one of my absolute favorite podcasts of all time. Uh, this week they were uh, in all three different locations. So it was very different to hear that. So I was, I think I would prefer it like all of them together, but Hey, it's podcasting. I understand. I completely understand with schedules and and that's three people trying to work one schedule. I could not even imagine that. Uh, Go check out three's brews podcast. And that's all I got, man. Um, With three brews mentioned right there. And you said earlier that mashed potatoes would be one of your uh, main dishes at Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. I would. I, I have uh, something I found today that I've never never done. Now, everybody probably already knows to do this. I've never done this when I made mashed potatoes, right? I've always boiled potatoes in water when you make mashed potatoes. You cut them up into little cubes and you boil them in water. I saw a hack today where you boil them in milk. Um. I've never bought, I've never done that. They say you do that because the potatoes, they release all the starches and then you just throw the starch down the drain when you rinse the potatoes after you boil them and you mix the milk or cream or whatever in that way and you mash them there. But if you boil them in the milk, all the starches and the flavor goes into the milk and you just mash them right there in the pot when they're done. Like, okay, that's interesting. Never tried that before. Something, something to give a try. Hmm. They said you come up with some really, really rich, creamy potatoes that way. Oh, God. I hate so we'll s- What? Creamy. Creamy? Yeah. Okay. What's that one? Oh, you just said this word, and I want you to say it again. What's that thing that you boil potatoes in? Milk? No, the other one. Water? Water. Okay. What do you, uh, what do you clean your, your clothes with? Um, detergent? No, like the machine itself. A washing machine? A washing machine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm cool with that. Uh, the water thing is. You, you think they wash? I don't yeah, wash. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm not an old Southern woman. Well, you were kind of getting there with the water thing. Water, yeah. Water, water, water. Um, and then what do you want me to say? Well, what do you, no. what do you want me to call it? No, no, no. You're not saying it wrong. It just the way, like the way you're pronouncing it, is I think really weird. But I say pillow wrong. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I say, <laughs> I say pillow. Hey, can you hear me? That pillow. It's a pillow. And everyone's like, no, it's a pillow. And I'm like, nah, it's pillow. Pell, pillow, pillow. Bring, 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 pillow. You know. Anyways, well, um, it's like, what are what? What's the thing you write with? A pencil. Uh, a pen. A pen. Yeah, what's the thing you put on your shirt? A pen. We we say it the same way. Yeah, it's not a pen and a pen. It's a pen and a pen. <laughs> I mean, I I get it. <laughs> how, wait, how do you spell pen that you write with? It's P E N, but we don't pronounce it that way. How would it's you like, pronounce it? Refrigerator? No, it's a refrigerator. Wait, what do you mean? How I pronounce it? Pen. How, pen. Like like P I N, but I don't spell it that way. How would you pronounce it if it had an E in it? I guess it, it has an E in it, but I still pronounce it pen. How like by this like statue of the word, how would how would how could pen? you pen? Pen? Pen. 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 No, that, that would be P-I-N. Pen. P-E-N. Pen. pen. I don't say pen. I say pen. Do you have to grit your teeth when you say it? Pen. It, it isn't natural. <laughs> That's what you mean. <laughs> you know, I, I never understood. One more thing, and I'll get out of here. I never understood the whole um, uh, stereotype that in the South, all sodas are Coke. I never understood that. That's a it's real not, thing. No, it's not. It's what? not. I have never heard that down here. Even oh. people down here, even people down here make that joke. But I've never heard anybody say it. I can actually use it. Yeah. I've never ever like like uh I want a coke. What kind of coke? Dr. Pepper. Nobody does that. They say they want Dr. Pepper. Uh, listen. They want Sprite. They want Pepsi. They want Coke. They don't ever say a Coke is just a, a soda. It's a soda. Yeah. Um, I lived in Marietta, Georgia for a little bit. Georgia might be different. Georgia is absolutely different. Okay. Because Georgia where Coke comes from. Everything is a Coke there. Yeah. That's that's not South Alabama. I think some of that got rubbed off down here, but we don't do that. That's that's not a southern thing. That might just be a Georgia thing. Because Georgia is where Coke comes from. So that's all they care about over there. Everything's a Coke. What kind of Coke you want? That ain't no. If somebody asks me what kind of Coke I want after I say a Coke, they're like, I, I don't know. Do you have vanilla? Do you have cherry? Do you have cherry vanilla? Do you have Coke Zero? I don't know what. You tell me. What do you have? You know? I'm not gonna be like, mm, I think I'm gonna get a Dr. Pepper Coke. That's that's stupid. That's dumb. We don't do that. Just for the record, anybody that thinks that we're we're dumb like that, we don't do that. That's Georgia. They're weird anyway. Um. Anyway, let's go on and get out of here. Uh, thank you all for listening to this week's show. Please rate and review and follow us on all our social media platforms. X and Instagram at Intermarbles Pod. And you can also find us on Facebook. You can email the show. Any questions? You can also DM us any questions on on all those platforms at in the marbles pod at gmail.com and you can check out watermaneuver.net search by store and scroll down to in the marbles and you'll find our t-shirts and um shout out to uh manble poles greg greg for showing our uh t-shirt on his uh tiktok on his uh, tiktok and sharing it on twitter 
or X. I'm I'm so bad with words. That's all right. Um, you understand. I do. Wearing our t-shirt. Very cool of them. Uh, also, skinnymixes.com. Use code MARBLES at checkout for 10% off your first order. And all that are great ways to support the show if you have any interest in doing that or you just want to pick up some cool products along the way. And before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? Happy Thanksgiving, you gobbly... Gobbly no. no, yeah, that's what I was going for, but I was trying not to. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> you turk... Turk... Um, hold on. Let me just. You ever had a turducken? A what? A turducken? Uh, I had. Oh, like when you forgot shoot. a thought. I forgot a. I forgot a thing on 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 uh, Thanksgiving. Chicken and dumplings. Chicken and dumplings. Homemade chicken and dumplings, where you roll out the dumplings themselves and cook everything together. That's that's probably top three also. So it'd be it'd be turkey, cream corn, chicken and dumplings. Um, mm. you probably never had a dumpling in your life, have you? Uh, I'm not. When I think of what do you say, turkey chicken, and dumpling, chicken, chicken and dumplings. Um, I think of little little baby ducks, ducklings. No, that's they're not so, having chicken and ducklings. That's weird. I know, but I, I know mean, it's talking about. Is it the same thing? No, I don't know. Dumplings are little white uh dough balls that or dough dough noodles that get you know cooked in the uh. It's it's kind of like a soup with really thick noodles. Just look it up. Oh my god, hmm. I can't take you nowhere. Um, Anyways, turducken, turducken, turducken. The chicken stuffed inside of a duck stuffed inside of a turkey and cooked together. Oh my gosh! Thing I've what? never had one, but it's a thing. Turducken, turducken, turducken. No thanks. Not things. I'll just take my my long John Silvers, baby. Um, no, but happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, hope you guys have a great and safe and fulfilling holiday. And other than that, as always, peace, love, and all of the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles.